Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Monday, August 1st. U.S. stocks finished lower on the first trading day of August after July's sharp rally, which was the S&P 500's strongest monthly gain since late 2020 as the markets digested light earnings news and some economic data. The economic week kicked off with some reports on manufacturing activity for last month, with the ISM manufacturing index slowing to over a two-year low, but growth was stronger than expected, and inflation pressures eased decisively, though remaining elevated. Another strong dose of earnings season looms this week, and the economic calendar will culminate with Friday's key July non-farm payroll report. In equity news, a Dow member Boeing company reportedly cleared the 787 Dreamliner for deliveries and temporarily averted a worker strike. Treasuries closed higher to apply some downside pressure on yields and the U.S. dollar fell. Crude oil prices dropped ahead of this week's OPEC Plus meeting and gold ticked higher. Asia finished higher and Europe turned mostly lower at the end of the day as the markets cautiously anticipated a host of looming monetary policy decisions headlined by the Bank of England. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 47 points or 0.1% to 32,798. The S&P 500 fell 12 points or 0.3% to 4,119. And the Nasdaq Composite decreased 22 points or 0.2% to 12,369. In moderate volume, 4.1 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded and 4.3 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil dropped $4.73 to $93.89 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price increased $6.10 to $1,787.90 per ounce, while the dollar index decreased 0.5% to 105.42. In equity news on Monday... Equity news was relatively light today as the markets gear up for another heavy week of earnings reports and Friday's key labor report. Second quarter earnings season has shifted into high gear this week, and of the 281 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 60% have topped revenue forecasts and approximately 74% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 13.7%, and earnings are up 5.8% thus far. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses the economy in her latest article titled, The Thrill is Gone, Earnings Season Kicks Off, how second quarter earnings growth will mark an expected deceleration in profits, but focus will likely continue to shift to the pace at which outlooks are downgraded. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Dow member Boeing Company, ticker symbol BA, gained solid ground after reports that the Federal Aviation Administration cleared the 787 Dreamliner for deliveries. Separately, the company announced that it has temporarily struck a deal to avert a machinist strike. Read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Monday, 
the July Institute for Supply Management, or ISM, Manufacturing Index showed manufacturing growth with reading above 50 slowed less than expected, but came in at the lowest level since June of 2020. The index declined to 52.8 from June's 53.0 level and versus the consensus Bloomberg estimate of a decrease to 52.0. A stronger-than-expected report came even as new orders fell further into contraction, though production growth remained in expansion territory and inventories expanded. The contraction in employment improved and supplier delivery times shortened, Inflation pressures eased sharply but remained severely elevated with the prices index falling to 60.0 from 78.5. The ISM said, quote, the U.S. manufacturing sector continues expanding, although slightly less so in July, as new order rates continue to contract, supplier deliveries improve, and prices soften to acceptable levels. According to Business Survey Committee respondents' comments, companies continue to hire at strong rates with few indications of layoffs, hiring freezes, or headcount reduction through attrition. Panelists reported higher rates of quits, reversing June's positive trend. Prices expansion eased dramatically in July, but instability in global energy markets continues. Sentiment remained optimistic regarding demand, with six positive growth comments for every cautious comment. Panelists are now expressing concern about a softening in the economy as new order rates contracted for the second month amid developing anxiety about excess inventory in the supply chain, end quote. The final July S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing PMI Index was revised lower to 52.2 compared to estimates calling for an unrevised 52.3 level. The index was below June's reading of 52.7 with a reading above 50 denoting expansion. S&P Global's report differs from the ISM as it surveys a more diverse range of companies regarding size. Construction spending fell 1.1% month-over-month in June versus projections of a 0.1% gain and compared to May's upwardly revised 0.1% rise. Residential spending dropped 1.6%, while non-residential spending decreased 0.5%. Treasuries finished higher as yields fall, likely due to key reports which suggest inflation may be cooling, yet the inversion of the two-year and ten-year notes remained intact. The markets continued to grapple with last week's Fed monetary policy decision where it raised its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for the second straight meeting, and the markets appeared to take comments from Chairman Jerome Powell as less hawkish. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses the decision in her latest article titled Fed hikes rates another 0.75% citing inflation, noting that as inflation is running far above 2%, the Fed is indicating it will likely keep hiking rates despite widespread signs of slowing economic growth. Kathy adds that the Fed is also continuing its quantitative tightening, or QT, program, reducing the size of its balance sheet by letting bonds it holds mature without reinvestment. She points out how the pace of QT will begin to pick up in September as the Fed allows more bonds to roll off its balance sheet. You can follow Kathy on Twitter 
at Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was down one basis point to 2.90%. The yield on the 10-year note lowered five basis points to 2.59%. And the 30-year bond declined seven basis points to 2.91%. Tomorrow's economic calendar will introduce the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, expected to have decreased to 11 million from the prior month's 11,254,000 read. This week, as earnings season will continue to run at a fevered pitch, today's manufacturing data kicked off the economic calendar that will also be robust. The labor market could carry the most weight, with the job openings and labor turnover survey getting the ball rolling and be followed by Friday's July non-farm payroll report, with job growth expected to slow but remain solid. FedSpeak could also command attention, highlighted by notorious hawk James Bullard, president of the St. Louis Fed. In international news on Monday, European equities closed mixed to begin the new month after posting solid gains for July. The markets digested a host of earnings and economic data on both sides of the pond and also continued to react to last week's Fed rate hike of 75 basis points for the second straight meeting. HSBC Holdings PLC, ticker symbol HSBC, traded higher after reporting its earnings results. The markets awaited this week's monetary policy decisions, which will follow the Fed's rate hike last week. In economic news, S&P Global's Eurozone Manufacturing PMI was revised slightly higher but remained in contraction territory, and the UK Manufacturing PMI was adjusted slightly lower but remained in expansion territory. Also, Germany's retail sales for June unexpectedly fell. The euro and British pound finished noticeably higher versus the U.S. dollar, and bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. traded lower. Markets in Switzerland were closed for a holiday. Eurozone GDP growth came in stronger than expected on Friday, even as inflation has been a main driver of tighter monetary policies and dampened consumer and business sentiment. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled, Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index traded 0.1% lower. France's CAC 40 index decreased 0.2%. Spain's IBEX 35 index declined 0.9%. And Germany's DAX index ended mostly unchanged, while Italy's FTSE MIB index finished 0.1% higher. Stocks in Asia finished mostly to the upside in the first session of the week and the month, with the markets continuing to digest last week's Fed decision to hike rates by 75 basis points for a second straight meeting, and some mixed Chinese July manufacturing and services sector data. China's official manufacturing PMI unexpectedly dipped to 49.0 from 50.2 in June, compared to the forecasted improvement to 50.3. Also, the non-manufacturing PMI in China decreased to 53.8 from 54.7 in June, and versus the expected decline to 53.9. 
Additionally, a private survey of business activity showed China's manufacturing PMI declined to 50.4 for July from 51.7 in June and compared to the projected decrease to 51.5. A reading of 50 for all these indexes is the demarcation point between expansion and contraction. Global economic data has been hampered by the disruption of COVID-induced lockdowns in the world's second-largest economy of China. And Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article, China's Yo-Yo Economy, that although an economic rebound in China is underway, according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. Geopolitics are also in focus as U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is touring Asia and the markets are looking to see if she visits Taiwan, which China has warned would cause turmoil between the two countries. The markets are also awaiting monetary policy decisions out of Australia and India this week, along with the Bank of England's decision. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.7% with the yen adding to late last week's gains on the heels of the Fed's decision. The yen has trimmed some of a recent drop versus the greenback to multi-decade lows since March that came as the Fed and Bank of Japan diverge with their monetary policies. China's Shanghai Composite Index increased 0.2% and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index ticked 0.1% higher. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index was up 0.7%, South Korea's KOSPI index finished little changed, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index continued to rally, rising 1%. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will come in light for the Eurozone, with the PMI manufacturing report out of Switzerland being the most notable release. We will also get reads on South Korea's CPI as well as the Reserve Bank of Australia's monetary policy decision.